0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreche. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk about Wrestle Kingdom 18 and the appearance of Nick Nemeth. Also, this date in pro wrestling history... Twenty-five years ago today, the finger poke of doom. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. All right, so Tommy, formerly Dolph Ziggler, now Nick Nemeth, was at Wrestle Kingdom 18. We had the the match for the, the first ever IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. Three way match with Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley. David Finley, your champion, and then a back and forth with Nick last night. So we all wondered where Nick was going to go. Could he possibly go to Impact? Could he possibly go to AEW? Those options, I'm sure, are still out there, but seeing him was pretty cool last night at Wrestle Kingdom 18.
2: Yes. Um, saw the clips myself, did not get a chance to watch it. Also, by the way, you all, by you all, uh, younger generation are so blessed to watch shows from Japan with English audio because yes. I would watch them in just straight up Japanese. And that's how much I loved it. Shows your fandom because I don't know what the announcers would say, but I would still love it. And when they would pop, I would pop. And it was storytelling through the wrestlers that got me invested, excuse me, in those matches which is the truest art form of pro wrestling. Just like I would always tell, you know, Hugo Savinovich that I kind of started learning Spanish because of what he would teach me or on the other tail of it, Kevin Owens learned English from Jim Ross. Happy belated birthday, JR. Uh, Yesterday was his birthday. Yep. Happy um, birthday. So w- listening to commentary like that is so key. Because honestly, I used to watch, I used to get so many Japanese tapes and they were in Japanese. Where if you go on YouTube and you watch, you know, old school, all Japan, New Japan, it's straight up in, in Japanese. So you're very, very fortunate to get that. But that's also what New Japan wants to do is expand themselves globally because the wrestling business is global right now. Wrestle Kingdom's trending, all these different things are trending. Uh, so that's, you know, where they want to be. A lot of stuff going down from uh, Wrestle Kingdom last night. Uh, Nick Nemeth, yes, and his brother uh, was there as well. I believe they also they first went there sit during the tag division, so maybe they stayed there. Maybe they're going to start tagging. I know uh, that's kind of been something that Nick Nemeth has always wanted to do—is tag with his brother uh, on a larger stage. Um, obviously, it's going to be you know. More with him and New Japan, which is cool. Uh, there, there's a lot of ways you're gonna go with that. But those two guys are really, really good wrestlers. Um, it also came out on the press conference: Tamatanga is leaving New Japan. He said it's his last month in Japan. Wow! Uh, and he wants to be wrestling close to the states. He loves New Japan, but his um, you know, he misses his family and being away so much, and he's looking forward to wrestling closer. To his home, which is an admirable thing to do. A lot of big things have uh, dropped. I, I hate. I don't. I don't know, Dave. Like I don't. I feel about spoilers because um, I know there's people that DVR it. I know there's also people that would get up early. How about if you had to cover it, you'd have to go from. Uh, AEW then straight up to watch, uh, that would have been an impossible but thing. But
1: you. You, you know what? And I have to thank my dog Demi, my dog Demi, as you know, Tommy's is, has is been sick. Yep. So Demi woke me up very early this morning because, uh, he had an accident in the house and I was like, I'm going to go back to bed. But then I realized, oh yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is on. <laughs> so, you know, it's 4:30 in the morning and I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom. Um,
2: but Jamie said, dad, Naito Sonata.
1: Yes. And you know how I am with this. It's, it's a tough spot for us to be in because I don't know how many people got up early with us to watch Wrestle Kingdom. And, you know, it's, we've, we've gone back and forth, Tommy, for years when it came to Wrestle Kingdom of, do we talk about the results? Do we not talk about the results? Cause I know there's so many people that listen to the show. That didn't get a chance or an opportunity to watch it. But at the same time, it's almost impossible now in 2024, if you didn't watch something to stay away from it, because now it's everywhere, social media and the Internet and everywhere. I mean, you could just click on your phone and it's going to be there or you go on Yahoo or or Google and it's going to be there. it's very, very hard to stay away from something that's already happened prior but I do suggest that you go back and watch it, especially the last three matches from from early this morning.
2: Yes. Um, well, you're also talking to somebody who I watched the Packers-Vikings game yesterday and didn't know the score. Um, I watched the Giants frigging game. Uh, I watched that Tuesday and didn't mm-hmm. know what happened. I just stayed off of social media. Um, it, it's it's a hard thing to do. It really is. Cause even like I'll get emails because I've been to so many games that, Hey, this team won. I'm like, son of a bitch. I wanted
1: to watch. Well, that's almost, up. it's next to impossible to do it yeah, more than hard. like a, a 24 hour period. Um, a couple of things from what you said, first of all, when it comes to Nick, there was a confrontation with Nick and David Finley, uh, at, at the post, uh, press conference after wrestle kingdom. Uh, so it got physical and, Nick even tweeted about or quoted about the fact that, like, all right, David Finley, maybe he needs to cheat to win, but he does respect him. And it feels like, you know, Nick may be going after that IWGP uh, Global Championship. And then you talked about uh, as far as like, you know, right now in 2024 that you're able to just go on your phone and we we thank New Japan World for for all the uh the the um sound that we're playing this morning from Wrestle Kingdom. Dude, when I used to watch New Japan and All Japan, I I I I'll, I'll never forget 6 to 8 weeks. It would take 6 to 8 weeks to get those VHS tapes. Think about that. So an yep. event that would happen uh in in March, you're not getting it until probably early June before you would actually get those tapes. Now you can watch it live or watch it immediately after. It is, it's, it is a blessing if you're a wrestling fan because there's so much wrestling, Tommy, that you could just pull it up on your phone or pull it up on your computer or your smart TV and watch it right away. But it wasn't that long ago, at least it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, Tommy, that it would take, you know, sometimes two, three months before you would get that VHS tape and be able to watch it.
2: As well as confusion. Like, wait, yeah. Andre the Giant's a bad guy in Japan? And then, you know, the or wait, Andre's now the strong machine. That's Andre the Giant. This was all before he becomes the strong machine in WWE. So there was confusion in the marketplace because, again, you don't have the announcers to explain it. Or even like there was, you know, Muda, and then there was dark Muda, you know, where all of a sudden now he's this different type of character, but he's still playing the same thing. Um, so yes, very, very different times, but you know, times are always changing when when we're talking with Nick Nemeth, it's a big step for him. I mean, you think about the success of a, um, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, uh, Cody Rhodes that they had going the path of new Japan. Um, and you know, Hey, the guy was former world champion. A lot of people say, though, he had an amazing career. Uh, In WWE, a lot of times underutilized So now he's getting to write his own way And it'll be a cool year for for pro wrestling But it'll be a very, very cool year for Nick Nemeth He's my friend, I've always wanted to see him succeed He always, I would joke, he reminded me I would say he was Billy Gunn left in a dryer too long And he was uh, Shawn Michaels Or I would say, I don't want to say what I used to say on there. Um, But those two guys, he really reminded me of them. He could do it all in the ring. I've wrestled him. Uh, He's so, so good. He's a natural on the microphone. He has all those uh, intangibles that you want to do where you say, hey, this is a guy I could put my company around. And, And even if you think about the last few years in WWE, him and Bobby Roode got over when they were tagging. And then when he went to NXT and in that short period of time, really helped with the, the relaunch when he, they flipped it and he won the title. And he had a lot of people buzz. And it was also give him a microphone and he's going to cut promos. And he does it interestingly. He does it at times passive aggressively, at times very, very... Um, Aggressive, but he when you listen to him talk and he starts he gets on a roll where you if you go back and listen to every word he said you're like this is interesting really really makes some great points so uh the future is bright and and I'm happy that you're gonna see more of him uh, in New Japan because that stage is is, is a big stage for him, for anybody um, but also here's somebody who's been in the WWE system his entire career. He started in the developmental system. He did almost 20 years on the main roster. Yep. I mean, think about his journey. Uh, He was a caddy. He was in the spirit squad. Yep. He was by himself. Then, you know, won the Intercontinental. He won the tag titles. He's uh, won the world title. You said when he cashed in was one of the loudest pops you've ever heard in pro wrestling.
1: One of the one of the one of the biggest moments ever on those post WrestleMania Raws. There's no doubt about it. And he was a heel and he yep. got that kind of pop after he was WrestleMania a top, twenty-nine.
2: Top heel. He was also a top babyface. Um, and then you know, while I will always say in their five year existence, which just was celebrated from AEW with, with Dolph Edge goes down. And uh, Brian Danielson goes down. And they really went to Dolph and gave him the ball again. And it was almost like a push by proxy because we have nobody else. So we're, guess what? You're a main eventer again. And why I, I say that, because both when those guys went down, even Christian, they all go down. He's able to, and that's why it's, it's always it's opportunity. He steps up. He never backed down his look or his work. He always stayed in shape, and he always would out there go out there and perform. And when the company needed him, they went back to him. And then once everybody else either got over, went, yeah, they forgot about him again, but he also made a lot of money doing that and had a great career in WWE, and he'll have a great career outside of it. I've seen he's done a few indies. I mean, I'm friends with the guy. I was just with him a couple of weeks ago. The He's going to have a great, great post-WWE career.
1: And he just posted something this morning on uh, his social media sites of a new video of his new character, his new personality. Kind of like something that Moxley did when he left the WWE and he started out again. Uh, Nick has done that. So definitely go out uh, to his social media accounts and take a look at it. Because I'll quote he has tweet that it for new, him. Yeah. Uh, please quote tweet it with your, uh, you know, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Um, but I Nick is one of those guys, and I gotta get used to now once again calling him Nick and not Dolph. But he's one of those guys that I feel like when you look at his background, his amateur wrestling background, the fact that he does stand up comedy and you know how good he is on a microphone, and he's that over the top personality and character, he's one of those guys, Tommy, that you look at and said, Man, Even though we all know who he is, he should have been much bigger in the WWE than when he was. And you mentioned that moment at WrestleMania 29 when he cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase uh, against uh, Alberto Del Rio and won the world championship. Tommy, I don't think I've ever been a part of a crowd that was as loud as that New Jersey crowd was at the Meadowlands when he won that championship. It's the... It's one of the loudest pops I've ever been a part of. And he was a heel cashing in against Alberto Del Rio. And I just don't feel like he ever came close. He won championships. He won championships again. But I just don't feel like he ever came close to that moment again. And I think going to Japan, and we've seen it, right, Tommy? We've seen it with Daniel Bryan. We saw it with Jericho. We saw it with Moxley. And even as recent as mercedes money, though it didn't really work out because she got injured. You get that credibility stamped on you when you go to Japan. Look what it did for Chris Jericho. Tommy, you know, Chris Jericho was in the second match at WrestleMania in that feud with Kevin Owens. It just was like it felt like Jericho was kind of like at that point of his career where he kind of hit that ceiling in the WWE where he wasn't going to get any higher again. He bet on himself. He went to Japan and it really revitalized his career in a lot of ways. And I think you could say the same thing about Moxley. And I feel like one of the big reasons why Daniel Bryan wanted to go to AEW because it gave him the freedom to do like what he did last night and wrestle in Tokyo and wrestle for New Japan and wrestle at West Wrestle Kingdom. That's a big benchmark for a lot of these wrestlers. And I feel like now that Nick has made that step, it's going to give him instant credibility. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. February 10th, uh, I'm doing a show at the Gramercy Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Go to Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com. Tickets are going fast. There's very few uh, VIP tickets left. Uh, Very inexpensive now that the holidays are over. This is coming up on February 10th, so you don't want to be locked out. So make sure you get your tickets now. Tommy, you're going to be a part of the show. Bully Ray is going to be a part of the show. I'll be a part of the show if I don't get hit by a bus before February 10th. Uh, Mark Henry is going to be a part of the show. Tasha Steeles is going to be a part of the show. Um... My brother, Don LaGreca from ESPN Radio, is going to be a part of the show. And it's really about, you know, our love and passion for pro wrestling. Also, I want to get you guys to be a major part of it. Got a lot of great questions for all of you. It's an intimate atmosphere at the Gramercy Theater. It's a great historic building in Manhattan. So um, I'm hoping that the nation, if you live in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, it's going to be an unforgettable night. And that's February 10th at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. Um, I'm going to give you my all it's I'm going to lay it all out there on that stage. And uh, this is something I've really dreamt about. And I'm glad that live nation has given me the opportunity. And I'm glad that you, Tommy Tasha bully Mark, and there's going to be some surprise guests as well that I have not announced yet. It's going to be really about just, uh, it's going to, it's going to be about our love of pro wrestling. And it's called LaGreca's laminated list because during the show, I have a laminator, and I am going to, on the fly during the show, put together a top 10 laminated list. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to write it. I'm going to laminate it. i time I'm gonna, it's to. It's the first time I'm ever going to do it in front of an audience, Tommy. Mm-hmm. So, But seriously, this is going to be an emotional night. There's going to be some laughs. There's definitely going to be some tears. Uh, and I feel like I have that connection with the Busted Open Nation. So... Go to Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com right now. February tenth, seven p.m. Eastern Time in Manhattan at the Gramercy Theater.
2: Great! It's awesome. I can't. I look forward to it. I may now just sing an Elvis song, uh, a cappella version, and dress like uh, heavyset, bloated Elvis. Where I was going with all this? Uh, you were on your brother's show. I listened to it, it was for thirty minutes. It was awesome. You were talking a lot of great stuff You were invited to be a guest on a show to to talk And uh, you talked mainly about yourself and the show, correct? That's what you're supposed to do So The Rock goes on Pat McAfee Talks about something himself And then he's selfish And So did you spread your cheeks and shit all over the nation Like The Rock did because you only talked about yourself
1: Well, if you go to YouTube and that clip that you're talking about is on YouTube as far as me being a part, because it was not only on ESPN Radio in New York, but it was was also on the US Network. Um, If you watch that, I also gave credit where credit is due, and I talked about you, Tommy, especially the core four of you, Tommy, Mm -hmm. of uh, Bully, even though he wants me to get hit by a bus, and Mark Henry, and talked about how you guys really took this show To the next level. I also mentioned Mickey James. I mentioned Thunder Rosa. Uh, I mentioned that we've gone seven days. We have a new cast that's a part of this great, and I even talked about Big Boss Man Eddie Brasili. Um, so yes, I obviously promoted Busted Open. I promoted uh what's happening on February 10th, but I would also mention, and I did mention, everybody that's a part of this great show and gave credit where credit is due. However, The Rock did not do that on Pat McAfee's show. Nor has he done that publicly where he said, you know what, I had the opportunity to be a part of WrestleMania 39, but my God, what Cody and Roman were able to do in that main event, the biggest main event, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Wow.
2: Um... I have an issue i have a problem with this and i agree that you did say it it wasn't like you spent a long time talking about us uh and the thing but it, when you're doing these interviews and all that stuff he is there to promote certain things and yes talking about um what woulda coulda shoulda is a thing to to talk about
1: so you're and- okay with a story being told story that we've talked about on the air, story that plays out on WWE programming, and then The Rock decides, you know what? I want to use the WWE because right now, some of the stuff that I'm doing outside the world of wrestling have fallen kind of flat. I think we could agree on that. So I need to recharge myself, get this going again. I'm going to come to WWE. I'm just going to parachute my way in just before WrestleMania and be a part of the main event at WrestleMania 40. You're okay with that?
2: I don't feel that's the case. And what if it was all been by design?
1: Listen, there is a piece of the story to be told with The Rock. But the once that story is told with The Rock, and it doesn't necessarily need to be for the championship. Once again, Cody's story is about the championship. It's not about Roman. Though Roman currently holds that championship. So there is a part of the story. But that story ends as soon as that match happens between the rock and Roman with Cody, it's a beginning of a whole new book and a whole new book for the WWE. What's better for business in the moment? Rock Roman. What's better for business in the future? It's Cody and Roman.
2: Uh, Me personally, I felt the story ended, but it has a continuation factor. I hope that it does happen. But when there's other players that move on, and obviously we can't move on from this, um, there's other factors that play a part of this. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to set the table. We are at the Royal Rumble. All of a sudden gets interrupted by crash break. Here comes Steve Austin. Been mm-hmm. so much talk. Blah, blah, blah. I had such a great time last year at WrestleMania. And then I also realized that, you know, I don't got a whole lot of whoop ass left in me. There's this record that's coming up. And uh I I, I want to be a guy to maybe try to break that record. And I want to sit at the head of table and I want to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, and I want to face Roman Reigns. One last match. I will never wrestle ever again. If I lose, would you be okay with Steve Austin versus Roman Reigns at the main event of WrestleMania 40?
1: I would not be okay with that.
2: Okay. Monday night, raw, uh, Royal Rumble. Here it comes. Crash music. Woo. Pump and circumstance. I know I'm an old man. My record is going to be broken. I don't want to see. Him. I have one. Ma- I'm medically cleared. I'm in the best shape of my life. I have one last match. I've done so much for this industry. I just want one more. I want to wrestle Roman Reigns <laughs> at on. the main event of WrestleMania. He's crying. I've come close to death. This is my last wish, and I will never be a part of wrestling ever again, except on Instagram or Twitter. Would you be okay with Ric Flair versus Roman Reigns at the main event of Philadelphia? And then after, at the end of it, we're going to go to the Marriott and party all night long like we used to because this is my last shot at big time.
1: Well, let's just say that this promo was cut in North Carolina at the Coliseum, okay? I would fly to Charlotte I would drive to the Coliseum. I would go to the ring and I would say, Mr. Flair, please, please. I'll help you, but you need to go. You need to get out of the ring right now, sir. I love you. You're the greatest of all time, but cut the mic and let me help you out of the ring because you, sir, are crazy.
2: So you're not okay. You wouldn't want to. I would
1: not be okay with that. No. Okay.
2: I'm just trying to use these as examples of people that. uh... Okay. Last one. (laughs) I know you weren't a big fan of his. Royal rumble. Bounce, 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 Bounce. Holy cow. It's Hulk Hogan. Hey brother. <laughs> I know you're about to break my record, but you know what? Life's had a lot of ups. Life's had. I've recently been re baptized to the Lord. And I just don't want to see my record break. You're the best, but I want one more, one more match here in the day. I never had a farewell. All that I did for the wrestling industry, brother. What do you say? We rock to the mountaintops and go at it in Philadelphia at the main event of WrestleMania 40, brother. What well, do you say?
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's more of a story there because Roman's trying to beat. So Hulk Hogan's Hogan record. versus Roman Reigns at so,
2: WrestleMania 40. Would so you Hogan, be okay
1: with that? Hogan beating Roman would prevent Roman, or at least. Try to prevent Roman from breaking, you know, the record. But even then, I would say, Mr. Hogan, you know what? Here's your yellow foam finger from back in 1984. Mm -hmm. That's where this belongs. 1984, sir. I know you're born again, but that doesn't mean you have to die. Please, sir, it's time for you to leave the ring. Thank you very much for coming. And by the way, I hate the color yellow.
0: Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now,
1: we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. 25 years ago, the infamous finger poke of Doom. Oof.
2: Change the business. Uh, yeah, seems like it was kind of sort of yesterday. Did not know that was the same episode where uh, they told you to change the channel, right? Don't well, change the let's channel.
1: if we have it, um, if we do have it, let's play that what you're exactly talking about. Uh, with Tony Schiavone from that same episode. Fans,
3: as Hollywood Hogan walks away, if you look at us, 40,000 plus on hand. If
1: you're even thinking about changing the channel to our competition, fans do not. Because we understand that Mick Foley, who wrestled here one time as, as Texas Jack, is going to win their world title. Ugh going to put some guts in his seat. Bad night for uh, WCW
2: started the downfall Bad booking decisions.
1: I think that though is, well, yes, I would agree with that, but I, you know, a lot of people talk about the mishaps of WCW as they should, you know, we talk about it and there were a string of them, but by this time, I think a lot of people think of that as like, all right, that was the defining moment where WCW crashed. But, if you go back and you need to go back a few months earlier, that really the WWF was getting so much stronger and getting that cool factor and doing great things as opposed to WCW doing bad things. The 83 weeks were already over at this point and they put some good distance between that already. But I think that was the defining moment, Tommy, as far as like, all right, that's where, like you said, the crash and burn, Happened where it they already were losing the war at that point. The eighty three eighty three weeks were over. Consistently, the WWF was beating them in in the ratings, but that's when it was like, all right, now you are kicking dirt on WCW because it was still close. There were some weeks where you know WCW would win, but that was like the the end. No the, the more. That's it. That moment kind of defined the end of the Monday Night War because after that moment, that's when you really did get that steep decline in ratings for WCW where now there was a huge gap between the ratings between the WWF and WCW.
2: I think it also started, which we don't really talk about, where people really concentrated. I'm talking fans about the ratings. Because it's a key, like I always say, hey, stats. It was a key time where people literally went click and we saw it. Back then, yes, there was always, but it wasn't like the internet is today because a lot of it was talk slash dirt sheets. You know, it, it was, they would always post these ratings as opposed to now where they're just common knowledge about for everything. So... It was uh, definitely a turning point. And yes, I would say it's more of the uptick for WWE because they never looked back after that moment. David, let me ask you this. Where were you when that happened?
1: I was actually watching WCW. What I would do is I would watch WCW live, and then I would watch WWF the next day on on, on tape. So I would tape it. so Because uh, I was a bigger fan of WCW than I was of WWF. And then over that course of that next year, I started watching more and more WWF programming live as opposed to WCW. But I was home. I was home watching it at home. You
2: have two TVs rolling at that time. One was recording.
1: I I, dude, I was WCW tried and true. I was a, and I like, and I like WWF as well. I'm not saying I hated the WWF, but WCW was my number one. So I would watch WCW live. And then in my bedroom, I would be taping WWF.
2: No, oh, that's what I was saying. You would tape yeah. one. and.
1: No, but I two. know there were some fans that would have like two TVs going at the same pitcher time. I was like that. Yeah. Never,
2: never a fan. Never, uh, even though I was uh, king of the digital media before there was digital media, never really knew how to work when that was like an actual feature you could record television while watching something else never understood that yeah never but, never mastered that
1: but by that time believe it or not Tommy at that time I had I I had just bought my first house um and and I was just about to get married so that was uh I remember I remember exactly where I was when I when I watched that moment
2: I was in a studio with Paul Heyman watching uh, the
1: show, wanting to edit the show, and he wanted to watch wrestling. And you know what? I've kind of avoided watching that, and I've seen clips of it, and there's been documentaries about it, yada, yada. But when when Andre played that sound of the finger poke of doom, it really did bring me back to that moment because – Think about Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan, how they were building the match up. And they were talking about the crowd and how crazy the crowd was. And they were talking about what a significant moment in pro wrestling history. And Tony Schiavone saying, this is pro wrestling. Like, because that was always the rallying cry for me going back to the NWA days is that this is pro wrestling, you know? And then you got that moment. So it really was, that was the moment more than forget about the ratings, forget about the Monday night war. That was the moment for me as a WCW fan and a pro wrestling fan where they kicked me in the balls. That's where it's like, all right, now, now you lost me. You lost me now. I'm the diehard WCW fan and you lost me. And they were never, obviously never able to recover from that. But it was, it was a string of bad booking decisions. Um, Screwing over
2: your fans and really hurting your baby faces. I mean, they emasculated uh, Goldberg as this badass. And, but, you know, also then you got to understand like he was, and he said it, he was listening to the wrong people. And then there's also, you know, this is why it's so key when you're running any type of business. It starts at your management and it starts at the head. You know, there's a lot of things where people can have polls say, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if the boss is like, I want this, and this happens. If the boss starts getting wishy washy, or if the boss starts trying to placate to everybody, it's not it's not gonna happen. You have to make as a boss painful decisions that are going to affect it like okay and especially with what like we do this is my vision it may not be your vision but this is my vision um you know so you have to respect that and this is where i want to go if you have an issue with it cool and i mean every time there have people that issues like i mean think of steve austin walking out because of the brock thing if you really think about it steve austin's his guns he was right there's no bill to this why are we going to do this Blah 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 But then at the end of the day, it was like, I got to understand it. And he did later on.
1: Yeah. And and I think you can even compare it. Not that I think this is going to happen, Tommy, but let's just say you don't get Cody and Roman. And we have fun with it on the show. And and I'm being a fan and I'm being an over-the-top fan. And I think it's fun and it's entertaining. But if you did have Rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40 and the Rock beat Roman, those to me would be like one of those jump the shark moments. If at what if Roman beat Rock? It, well, that's different. That's a different scenario. All right, but all right if,
2: cool. What if, uh, <laughs> where we're going, if it's Roman versus Cody and Roman beats Cody
1: again, that's another scenario. I think you could work with that scenario. I think you could work with Roman beat, but let's just say at WrestleMania 40, listen. It's a very good possibility we get Rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40. You're putting those two guys in the ring together, then you have to throw out the possibility that The Rock could win. If The Rock was to beat Roman at WrestleMania 40, that would be the jump-to-shark moment for this current state of the WWE because then then you're killing off your biggest guy without giving it to somebody to run with because you can't go anywhere with the rock. And I think that kind of happened with Hogan in that run at the end with WCW. And I think that's why Hogan got a lot of hate because everybody made it clear. Bischoff included that, that, you know, Hogan had that clause in his contract where he had creative control. So now you're going with a guy that's clearly at the end of his career where you had somebody like Goldberg and let's face it, knowing now what we've seen from Goldberg probably had another 20 years that he could have gone. So you're, you killed off your younger talent to put over your veterans. And what the WWE is doing right now is they're going with the younger talent. You don't need to go with those veterans anymore. They got to be very careful because if you make this, the, the decisions to go with the veterans when you don't need to, it could kill off your younger talent. It hurt WCW because you had a younger generation that didn't want to see the veterans anymore. And right now with the WWE, you have younger fans that don't look at those veterans the same way that we do. You got to be very careful here if you're the I WWE. I agree.
2: David, can I throw out one last scenario while we still have time? Go ahead. Royal Rumble. Lights go out. Gong. Gong. As
1: as much
0: as...
2: I never liked how we had our last match. I want one last match, and he cries a black tear. The Undertaker crying for one last match for Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania.
1: 40 it's a great scenario I still have the believe, black tier I still believe but I think at this time I can almost kiss a goodbye I would love for Undertaker to have one last match
0: one last match for you David LaGreca
1: even if he was to say that line which he would dedicate the match years to you because he, does, he doesn't know my name um even if he was to dedicate the match to me which would never happen because again once again he doesn't know my name um I think I, I think when he sees me it's hey guy uh but I would I would say there's uh, Phil
0: Donahue uh, there good
1: what's up boss um I think that I would say no no as a matter of fact I don't think I know I would say no you can't go you can't do that you can't do that you cannot okay. do that
2: well that's I'm, why we place a bet we place the bet the nation loves the bet
1: do they really
2: oh it's it's going.
1: It's 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 walk or talk or talk or walk or shan. You're going to be walking
2: Debbie later and be like,
1: why (laughs) did I place this bet? Why did I place this bet? Listen, if it's rock, that is dumb. If it's rock Roman at WrestleMania 40, I'll be watching it on TV. I will not be there in the stadium. I will be a man of my word and I will watch it on TV in the hotel room or at home. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.
3: Hey guys, Conan O'Brien here to tell you about some of the stranger things we've been doing recently on my podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Recently, we had an episode where I uh, sat down with some of the writers that I worked with on Conan O'Brien Must Go. That's my uh, travel show on Max. And we talked about everything that goes into those shows uh, and a lot of very insane anecdotes from our travels and adventures. There's another episode you might want to check out where I discuss with my physician, Dr. Arroyo, about my experience on Hot Ones. We talk about my near-death experience and his uh, complete inability to help me because he may or may not be a real doctor. That's just some of the stuff that's been going on. uh, And if you feel up to it, check it out. So catch up on all things I've been up to on Cone O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever you get your podcasts.